Good morning again. We are at it and it's important to to ask the Lord to be with us because there's so much going on uh, that we cannot explain. Uh, I went back to turn it off and it's not even on. So it is a technical issue with the hosting site. I had not engaged it this morning. <clears throat> it was not in the playlist as playing. So, um, but thank you, Jesus, for this great day. And I suppose we should better start prayer. Ms. Um, Benona. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs chapter 5, the lips of a strange woman. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding. Thou hast, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldst ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, but thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. Lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the poor. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labor be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed, and say, how have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and the saints. Drink from your own well. Drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine a fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant, pleasant robe. Let her breasts satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman, and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, 
and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die in destruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Oh, Lord. Mm. Quite a reading. Yes. We don't want to be caught like this. Denying instruction. And going our own way. Lord, keep our feet on steady and smooth ground. Keep our feet in the path of righteousness that you have set before us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Let us hear your wisdom. Let us hear your voice when you speak. Let us follow after righteousness. Thank you, It seems, are you there? <laughs> hey, so yes, you read chapter five and the subscript for it in my Bible is warning against immorality. Immorality. And um, I don't want to go before you if you have um, an explanation that you'd like to share. I would love to hear it. <laughs> um. Well, I think it's kind of basically teaching against sexual promiscuity and adultery, and it's asking that that the the son will heed his voice, the voice of the father, and and he's ushering and urging him to, you know to shun the very appearance of this woman, not to even pass her door. <laughs> and this is not just, not just, um, I don't think it's just sexual immortal immorality. I think it's also anything that can lead you off the, the path of righteousness, you know. Right. So a, a devotional you know I was reading you know stated that um, obedience is, and self-control is not like a prison. It's not something like people think that being Christian keeps you from having fun or what have you. But it is actually the protection or the preserving of our freedoms and liberties that are gifts from God. And and the things that God has set before us to do, and it's not for him, it's for us. It's for our, the quality of life we he wants for us so that we can avoid a lot of heartache, pain, and misery. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if Solomon actually was talking about foreign women because that was his demise. He had allowed women to come um, to him from uh, many different places that were not under the same um, religious uh, thought. You know, the, the Jewish people were given a law and 
the law was not being followed under his reign. He allowed these women to build up their high places. I, if I recall the, you know, the reading that we so well, and and then he could not be satisfied with one woman. He just kept adding women until it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. So when I when I read um, the strange woman, I'm thinking that it isn't that the woman herself is not strange, but that she is strange or a foreigner to Israel. And I, you know, it, it, it has come to me, so I should really look it up and make sure that I am uh, interpreting that correctly. Uh, but it was as also as, um, okay, Samson did the same thing. Yeah. Samson was ordained a Nazarite. He was supposed to be a judge of Israel. And he, of course, got caught up with Delilah. And I think even the, he, he was he was going around anyway. You know, he wasn't like really seeking out uh, women from, from his own uh, group, mm -hmm. national group, but he was taken in. And, and the issue with that was not that they were not Jewish. The issue was that they were in idol worship. And I, I just uh, yeah, kind of think if this is not the the warning here, and uh, the other part of it is that it's two young men. I I love it. Now we go on down uh, and down more, and so he's giving the um, in this first what uh, fourteen, um, the first fourteen verses is kind of a description and a warning of all that you know, and telling them to really heed and to hear and to get far from this this thing you know this this chase after this woman but he goes on to talk about fidelity in marriage and i wonder too again if he is not coming out of his own experience you know you so. had a I think so. it sounds yeah. very much like that when i read it it sounds like there is a an element of regret in there and he's his own um He's being a bit tortured by the choices he's made. Because yeah. he's done this like 700 times. <laughs> 700 <laughs> women. <laughs> and 300 outside of the marriage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh it my was... gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does it take to satisfy a man, right? Uh, but Solomon was a very unique and different man. Uh, not many men would have the riches, the wealth, the access, and the uh, attraction of Solomon. If he was David's son and Bathsheba's son, both of whom are, are described in the Bible as being physically beautiful, then I'm sure he too was an attractive man. And what attractive men get is a lot of attention from women, especially if they have a car, right, Tony? <laughs> oh, my friend Chosen is, didn't come back on. I was going to get him on this one. Chosen is, a, is a, a young man that I met and know here, right? Um, and I invited him to, to listen to the podcast, and he and he did. Uh, he has been listening, but he, so he tells me about, um, you know, 
black women. Of course, our you know we have, we have an issue with with that which is nearest to us, but that's what he says that they are they are searching for money, you know, or stuff. They want the men to provide some things for them. And so uh, Solomon, being that kind of man, must have had a lot of attention from other women. And of course, we know that the uh, Queen of Sheba traveled all those miles just to meet him and bought him great gifts, you know. And so my husband's from Ethiopia, and he tells me, that uh, well, I, well, you know, and the, and the history is that uh, that Solomon and and that this woman, she from Sheba the queen there, had uh, a son, Menelik, who um, she, you know is Solomon, and and that's how the Jewish people got in Ethiopia. So Ethiopia has a whole a group of um, of Jewish people there, Ethiopians, but they live in, you know, they live under the Jewish law and like the Jews live. So I, I also just kind of wonder uh, about that. Yes, from Ethiopia he is. <laughs> yes. Um, and listen, Tony, I've been married to him all my life. It feels that way. Doesn't it feel like that, Gabby? I've been married to Taz so long. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I can hardly believe it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I've been married a very long time. Um, but being married to him as well, what it, the attraction, of course, you know, other than the person themselves, was the fact that he's from this this history, and that history includes some things that are we are reading about right now with Solomon. You know, there yeah. there's a whole big deal with with yeah, I thought that's Solomon. Kind of a closeness, so, right? um, closeness to yes, yeah, definitely. It's a kind of a, a real you know relational type closeness mm -hmm. to the, the, yeah. the book, the good word. It does. Uh, I yes, connect to that is. favor and blessing. Yes. Ah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, I find that with this, with, this is the way I feel that the Proverbs is helping a, pay, a, um, a child or anyone who reads it. It's, um, it's, Letting us know that, you know, Satan is always going to present what he offers as though it's better than what we already have. And it's mm -hmm. impossible to do anything better than what God has given. So, you know, it's like he's always trying to coerce us to believe that he's, he's seducing and always coercing us to believe that what we see is better than what we have. And of course, if what you see is presented beautifully packaged, it's, it's, it's very appealing to the eye. And, it, mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily what it is, you know, what it appears to be. That's the truth. And that this this is wisdom, not just for men, not just for the sons, but also for our daughters. Because even though Solomon is writing to his son, out of his own knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that God has you know afforded him, and through his own experience, he's writing as if the woman is the problem only. But for <laughs> right. women, there is definitely a problem that we must always avert and that is in the pursuit 
that men uh, bring us. So on both sides of this story or th this wisdom, there is um, a danger. Women also should not uh, search out the foreign man. And by foreign, I again do not mean immigrant. I do not mean uh, someone who is different than than we are, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, I, I hate the word race because I don't believe in it, but people of different ethnicities. I'm thinking that God here is <clears throat> pre-stating what is stated in the epistles, that we should be yoked equally yeah. in terms of our belief and our understanding of who Jesus Christ is and what God yeah. has done to redeem us. So also now he does begin to address fidelity in marriage. So for young men who are seeking out a wife, he starts in verse 15. And Benona, would you read again, please start in verse 15. Drink waters out of thine own cistern and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad in rivers of waters in the street. Let them be only thine own and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain mm. be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. There it is. Be, be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. <clears throat> and the Lord is acknowledging here that young men, you know, they come to, and young women come to sexual maturity early in, in life, in their youth. And so when you choose a wife, when you decide uh, that you're going to take a wife, you must also be resolved to let that wife uh, be your pleasure and your joy for all the rest of your life. You're not to put, put her aside or to run after other women. And for me, Solomon, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> Solomon must also have recognized this as a result of his own negative <laughs> running yeah. around. You know, I, I know. can't even imagine a man. <clears throat> yes, go on. I know. It's like when I'm reading this, it's as though I see him. The image I see is a man with his head down. Hmm. In, not necessarily in... I, I believe that, you know, when you're, once you're in God's hand, nothing, that's what the word tells us, nothing can take you out, pluck you out of his hand. So, but we do kind of re look back and sometimes in regret, but also in remembering how, what the work that God has done for us over the years, that we are still here. And that's the way I see the image of this man talking to his son. Like, don't do what I did. <laughs> Somewhat. Right? There is penalty. There is penalty yeah. for not heeding yes. to wisdom and understanding and that, you know, and not being obedient yeah. to God's instruction. That's true. Yes, yes. And uh, so uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday in the morning, chapter four, where Anna uh, brought out the fact that the father is pleading is both a plead, you know, um, to, and and a and a directive from God 
the, the statements that are made here. So the father is, I think you're right, Gavs, after, after a whole lifetime of this. Truly, when you read Ecclesiastes, you know he didn't end up in the joy of these adventures. He ended up in the wisdom that God had given him that what is finally our duty, your whole duty, he says, at the end of Ecclesiastes, is to love the Lord, to, to give yourself to his law, to not to stray. And so it is at the end, you're right, when we are in, in, the, in the regret of what we didn't do, that we are able to give sound wisdom if we will, if we will uh, lift our heads and hold up to it. And then if we are confessing, God is great, gracious enough to forgive us. And that's just such a beautiful <clears throat> understanding of who our Father is and what he's done. <clears throat> but when you read 15, 16, and 17, I wonder, again, if we're not, if this is not relevant to what we see today, and that is men who have fathered children every which way, and of mothers who are now here, there, and everywhere with these yeah. children. And if he has 700 concubines, if only 100 of them had children, those children, how did they ever know each other? You see, David did such, such a thing. He had Bathsheba, he had Solomon, and then he had um, also uh, some other children in there. Uh, so I, I kind of can remember the children. That was, uh, was her name Dinah, who was raped Dinah. by her brother. Yeah, brother. Yeah, whose yeah. brother got mad and killed her. You know, and there was a whole bunch of stuff going on there that wasn't good. So uh, he, the the exhortation here is to be faithful, so that you're not having these uh, strange. How does it read? Drink waters out of thine own cistern, and, and running waters out of thine own well. Let the, thy fountains be dispersed abroad, and rivers of water in the streets. Let them be only thine own, and not strangers with thee. And I just do. Yeah, that makes me think that, um, you know, having having these several children way off over there, believe it or not, guys, I, I knew a young man, who, a, a wonderful young man. I love this child wherever he is today. He's probably about about 27 about now or or maybe he may not be quite that old. But he was one child of 31 children. His father had 31 children. Now, I'm from a family of 13, right? Yes, I'm telling you. We're, you know, there were 13 children. One died, but I had a, a half brother. My oldest brother was uh, my half brother. But the, the, we were so very close. We were not dispersed uh, and strangers to my father or my mother. We were in the same household, right? And big families were were a commonality. I have an aunt with 12, you know, and I, I have a sister with seven. So big families were not odd or strange. They are a little bit now because people kind of just don't have them. But, uh, well, who was it? The Mrs. Bush, uh, the president's wife? How many? There were kind of, kind of a few children in that family. So... Big families are not odd. <clears throat> what is odd is when they are, they don't know each other. 
you know, and so I got a half brother over there and, a, you know, another sister sitting over there somewhere and, and they don't they don't know each other. That's not good. And I'm simply speculating. I can't say, oh, good morning, my great friend. I can't say that it is so, but I'm wondering if not, because he goes on to say, uh, let the fountain, let thy fountain be blessed. In other words, um, Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of children. Children are a blessing of the Lord, so says the psalmist. But blessed is the man whose quiver is full. So God is not against that at all. But he also says, um, let uh, be be with one wife of your youth. Let let her be as the living hind hind. and pleasant roe. Loving hind, thank you. Uh, let her breast satisfy thee and all things and be ravished always with her love. And why will you, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosoms of a stranger? For your ways, the ways of men are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all your doings. See, God is looking at all this. His own inquiries shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be uh, boldened with the words of of his sins, cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. So I remember my youngest, my oldest brother, who was uh, a force to be reckoned with in the world. (laughs) He was so great. I loved my oldest brother. He was surely a man about town. He was all about it, and uh, you know he had been mentored that way, kind of, sort of, from my my uh, o- older uncles and and a grandfather. Right? They were very clean cut men and very, you know, uh, kind of streetwise men. Though they, you know, they were not streetwise, and they were going to the police or anything like that. They was just kind of those guys who walked that way. And Gail <laughs> would tell me about Solomon. Uh, you know, and and the women, and he was saying, but Solomon, Solomon had all this. I said, you know, you can read Solomon all you want to. Now he's my older brother, and truly a very smart guy. He had read so much more of the Bible than I did, but when he would talk like that, all I would say is, well, you know, uh, that's Solomon's story, but Jesus Christ has not told us to run around and have a lot of women. Of course, he was in the heyday of his life, and you know he was attracting these women. So what? I mean, but he ended up really com- committed to one wife, and they fostered a-, a-, a number of children. He loved children, so you come to it, you know, if you're early on. Now I'm going to do something. I'm gonna. Uh, we have a young man amongst us this morning with us this morning. Tony is here. And Tony has a tremendous testimony. He gave it to us last night. We were absolutely um, just praising God for the the good things that he is doing in Tony's life. And Tony, like my grandson, my grandson is 22 years old. And when we talk, I'm going to tell you what he says. He, he calls me Nani. <laughs> so when Tony calls me mommy, it reminds me of Daniel. But he says... Uh, I was just talking to him like Sunday, and he said, Nani, listen, um, 
what is the Lord has not done to see is not giving me this lady that I want. He wants to be married so bad, right? And I, I say to him, are you ready? Maybe the Lord hasn't brought that lady your way because you are, you know, still yet. I'm telling you, 22 in my day was well old enough to be married when I was young. You know, my sisters were married at 19 and, and uh, 18. I wanted to marry at 18 and 20 right in there, right? But today, people encourage these young people to not get married until much later. But I'm telling you, the Bible says better to marry than to burn. So if you have a desire, yeah. And Dan, so I'm, I'm praying this morning for those young men. I'm praying for Tony. I'm praying for Daniel, who have not yet met their mates and are patiently waiting for that, that good thing, because it is written also in Proverbs that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And found a good right? thing, yes, yes. I'm telling you, a good woman by your side, Tony, and Daniel didn't come on because he, I don't know, he's probably sleeping mate, but a good woman by your side is an asset to your life. If she is the woman uh, that understands God's word and herself, she has quieted herself to be in relationship with the Lord and to hear him, she will always bless you. She will always bless you and be a blessing wherever you take her. She will sit by your side. She will work tirelessly to raise your children and have a uh, a vineyard of her own. See, that is that is the, the heart and soul of a woman. Now, I have Sister Reams on here this morning, and I want her to, you know, to say if I'm in the right camp or the wrong. Now, sometimes, you know, you have to kind of wait because when you marry young, maturity is still happening in Christ. We're still growing. We're still becoming. But if both of you start in that way, then that woman will bless your life as you will also bless her life. Her life, yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. Right. As you yeah. will also. I tap into that good woman and who won't accuse me for being late after motivating people with my story all around the world. <laughs> Glory. I like it. <laughs> That's right. Tony That's can right. see it. That is yes, absolutely, yes. Beautiful. absolutely yes. beautiful. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful. We are we are asking the Lord to bring her to your doorstep when the time comes, Tony. And we also ask God to open the door for that 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 uh plant in your heart. When Tony gave his testimony last night, that's what he said. He said, I believe I should tell it because Many young people may be discouraged or uh, uh, disheartened and think that God cannot do it. But this is my story. Oh, my goodness. Now my heart is, I'm telling you, his testimony is one that our young people everywhere need to hear. There are young, you know, we are, we sit in America and we think that America is just a crazy, you know, we're just going down, 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 but it is not so. 
all over this world, young people are challenged to just live um, through the traumas that have been uh, a part of their early life. And they are in dire places. I watch a lot of British television. I, I watch a lot of uh, foreign uh, stories, right? And uh, and I've seen it. And let me tell you, a, far, a writer from another country wouldn't write it if it was not a part of their culture. If they were not yeah. living it. Oh my goodness. So Tony, you are right. We pray and we ask the Lord God to open that door and to allow you to be a part of the healing that he has for the youth and uh, in this generation who have been so traumatized, who have been so gripped and caught with the affairs of this wicked world that they are themselves needing a savior. God, we know that it's on your heart that we should be a testimony and a witness that others would know your power and your love. God, and we pray and we, uh, this morning, if you can agree with me, agree with me, we come to you, Lord God, in agreement that you will open the door for Tony. You will pray, uh, place a hedge around him and you will send him where you want him to go, where you have a, an appointed ministry, Father, where his testimony will take effect and be an anointed uh, message to those who seek a Savior. And for this, we praise you for it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes. So chapter five, Benoni, you want to you want to wrap it up because I I think it has been you know you can't even tell yourself in the proverbs which chapter was the best because they're all oh, so no. full of the nuggets of wisdom yeah I mean, that we need really, to live by. Mm -hmm. I mean this word is replete with mm -hmm. wisdom and guidance for life and abundant mm -hmm. life in Christ Jesus. We love it. Yes. I love the word. It is so, I mean, sometimes when you sit and read it, it's so, um, it's just so captivating in that it mm -hmm. covers everything, everything. Yes. So yes, God be glorified. So, I mean, the Bible, just like with Proverbs 5, the Bible tells us throughout the things that we should be uh keeping in our four minds and four thoughts about concerning these, these issues. And Solomon to me seems to be in a state where he feels, you know, what have I done? And he's telling his son, you know, listen to me, listen to me. And, and he's telling him the way to go. And that's what a dad is supposed to do. You know, that's what our father has done. This word, this scripture is a love letter to his sons and his daughters. And I, I was reading because I wanted to be sure I was coming from a good place. And I found a, a quote from John Trapp, who was an uh, English Anglican Bible commentator. And he, he wrote, Oh, what madmen are they that bereave themselves of a room in that city of a pearl for a few dirty delights and carnal pleasures mm. you know mm. what can come of it it, it is it's it's short-lived <laughs> and what Amen. does it bring you 
So God, mm. keep us in our the right way. Keep us in the holy way. And keep us in our hearts. You know, the, the scripture told us yesterday that, you know, we should, you know, keep our hearts with all diligence. For out of it flow the issues of life. And, and we want our hearts to be stayed on thee, O Lord. We want to get up in each morning thanking you for the new day. We want to say, you know, keep our, our thoughts on you throughout the day and be resolved that nothing will turn us from the holy way. It's the oh, best in the name way. of Jesus Christ. Yes. yes, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory to God. Oh, it's a good, good reading every day, right? We're enjoying this as much as we did the Psalms, even um, (laughs) just it's it's so good. And I suppose it would be the same no matter which book we were reading, uh, because the the word of God does indeed speak to our, our present moment all the time. A book this old, right? The compilation of which I think had to happen way back yonder in the early centuries, maybe um, centuries ago. And this compilation is as relevant now as it was for the early church and the those disciples who were following Jesus Christ and all those people who followed him uh, continually uh, to hear his authoritative uh, speaking of the way, the way, the way. And that's what Christianity really was called. It was called the way. The way. This is the way. Walk ye in it. This in it. is Hallelujah. the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be I to God. It. What can we say? Me too. I really do. I really do love it. Glory, glory to God indeed, Sister Reams. I'm so glad to see you here this morning. We had we started with um, a few people, and just as we started the uh, a, a a story from the the episode list started to play, so we had to disconnect. <laughs> I had to disconnect. It might have stopped because when I disconnected and went out, it wasn't even in. in you know, oh, if you're playing one of these and they run across the base of your of your apparatus, there you can see what's going on. There was nothing there, and and nothing was playing. So we know that when God is doing a great work, the enemy is there to try to All stop it. Yes, and yes. we are not, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. The word so says. We know that he comes to rob, to steal, to destroy, mm-hmm. to kill. To, to kill, <laughs> steal, and, and to destroy, and to create the chaos that we encounter in trying to get jobs done. But it is also written that through my God, I have run through a troop. That's the one that comes to mind right now. And in Christ Jesus, I am always victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, and David, David being the grandfather of, I mean, the father of Solomon, and the grandfather of the son that to whom Solomon writes is a testimony of running through that troop. By the hand of God, David was able to conquer so much. And he conquered his chief enemy. He didn't have to do it. God did it. Saul, the previous king, 
wanted David dead, even though David had done anything. He had done nothing against him. But when the Lord decided that he would anoint David king, oh my goodness, Saul just could not bear it. His jealous heart and his insecurity, even before then, because David went to, to battle against the Goliath and he went uh, against many, you know, in, in battle. And uh, David would, was winning, you know, really winning. And the, the women and the people were celebrating and they said, Saul has killed his thousands, but David mm -hmm. his ten thousands. God is amazing. Hallelujah, that little shepherd boy. The Lord empowered to do that. And it was from God and Saul didn't have the good sense to see it. He would not humble himself and see it. And that's what we must do in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh yes, Satan doesn't miss a bit. He sure doesn't. Any open door, he's walking in it. And so I mean, I'm in constant repentance myself and asking the Lord to show me the way. Because when we come on this live cast, whoever it is that comes in this studio is going to hear that the, the Lord our God is the exaltation here and that we want them to know how much he loves them too, whoever they are. May God be praised. Uh, Light Touch, I appreciate you coming on this morning to do your reading. Uh, it's My just pleasure. a good thing to know. Yeah. And thank you for your good, good insights. I wrote it down. Dirty delights and carnal pressures. Don't ever forget it, young men. Tony, I'm going to call Daniel. I'm going to email Tammy to send Daniel a text. And I will I will say state that. Do, do not look. Don't partake of the dirty delights and the carnal pressures. All these things pass away way too quickly. Oh, and I want to leave you with just one one little example. So I'm watching this this uh, British series, right? And it's called Cold Feet. And the man has lost his. He's in a family of their love bugs. They love each other very much. And one one of the uh, men is associated with the family through a former marriage, but he can't let go. He loves this family too. So when they get together, he's there, but he's remarried to a very arrogant and up, you know, up, up, uh, uppity kind of woman. And uh, she's, you know, a professional and a lawyer. So at the end of this series, he was taught they all three were getting together because the the one guy is getting married. His wife died and it's been 13 years and he's not even had any, you know, associations except with this present one female. And so they are out together and they call themselves the three amigos. Right. And they begin to talk very solemnly. And what the the young man's well, the middle aged man, he really is. He, he drops his head like Solomon and he said, I, I miss, we'll call the other uh, Jen, right? She's the former wife. I miss Jen. And they look at him. The other two guys really look at him then because he's really in a sad face. He said, and I don't like, say the, the new wife's name is Nicole. He said, I don't, I don't even like her, right? And he wow. said, I love Jen. So now here a man has divorced the first wife. 
Jen, by the way, is not married. She didn't go back. So in the story, we don't know the reason they divorced, but you might think now that it's this new woman that he does not like, who has allured him with her, you know, particular method of allurement and he fell for it, right? Yeah. And now here he is entrapped. And this is a warning, it seems to me, that those dirty delights and carnal pleasures have their reward and the reward always pays a recompense of shame, sadness, regret. I just want to leave you with that one. I like the dirty delights and carnal pleasures uh, reference. <laughs> that was That's good and it's good for women as well. But men are oh, yeah. certainly... Yeah, traditionally, men are are easier to um, to stray. Uh, and somebody said, "Oh, it was my <laughs> our anatomy is different." That's what I was told, and I said, "You are absolutely right." But our souls are all sinful, so it doesn't even matter, right? And God has right. given us control. Well, uh, light touch, Benona. I am so pleased. Thank you so much. Come again as soon as you can. <laughs> and Miss Reams and and Tony, if you want to read, all you have to do is say so. True apples of gold. Wow, what a show. I love it. Thank you all for being with us again this morning. I am so sorry about that first little hiccup and we didn't get to two of our um, listeners back. So sorry about that. Um, one was new, too. I didn't know who he was. The other one I did know. But may the Lord our God redirect them to join us so that we can tell them what a good pleasure it is to meet them and to know them. And if, Lord God, you have a word for them through us, by all means, bring them back. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And they won't be, you know, this... this um, well, they won't judge us too harshly for the constancy of these uh, cyber <laughs> occurrences that we have. But we do our best. And Lord, I ask you to make it make make me better and make our broadcast, our podcast, even more a um, a what is it an, an an enticement to hear your word and to hear the exaltation of who you are. We bless you for it. And thank you for Tony. Bless him day in and day out. Walk with him all day, every day. God, and let him see your open doors and walk in. Keep him safe. And with my sister, Rima, in the name of Jesus Christ, we also lift her to you. And I thank you for her constant support. Lord God, nothing is like a good friend. And for my dear sister, Light Touch, Benona Gabrielle, thank you that she is so willing always. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, Father. I thank you for Anna Kane. The readers so far have been absolutely wonderful. And all did Sister Rima and Sister Benona went through us with, the, oh my goodness, you were there through those Psalms. No one could have done it like you did it. And I just thank you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, Tony, have a great day. Mm-hmm. We've kept you long enough. Tony is in school, so we really want him to get his sleep. And we do want him also 
to be a part of the show. I'm blessed by the show. Blessing Sister Light Touch and Tony says, bless everyone. Have a great day. Have a great yes. day. Thank you. Get wisdom. Get understanding. <laughs> All the time. Get understanding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. And here we go. Hope you enjoy the uh, joy in this music. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, great afternoon, Tony. See you, Sister Reams. Invite a young person to hear these uh, proverbs. Tell them they just have to come on in and bless themselves one time just to hear the proverbs. Thank <laughs> you.